You're listening to a Philadelphia Sports Nation production, enhancing your Philadelphia sports fan experience. What is going on, Eagles Nation? Welcome to another episode of the Birds Banter Podcast. This is your host, Matt Loopy. You can find me on Twitter at Matt underscore Loopy. And this show is presented to you by PHL Sports Nation. As I promised you all yesterday, we're going to have a busy week of content coming up. Yesterday, I reviewed every single Eagles draft pick and also ta- talked about the trade for Marquise Goodwin. But now, over the next six days, we're going to be talking about each and every rookie, including the undrafted free agents, take a deeper look at them, analyze their tape. I'm really excited to kick things off today with the first and second round picks. This podcast is for Jalen Rager, wide receiver TCU, obviously taken in the first round, number 21 overall. Jalen Rager has been my favorite prospect out of the entire draft class as far as uh, fits for the Eagles because I just think he fits the team so well. I was vouching for them to take him for some time now. Uh, If you guys have been listening, you know that. I really like Jalen Rager, and I'm happy that he's with the team. And for people that are still unsure about the pick and still not liking the pick, I've been telling people, if you don't like the pick by now, you clearly have not watched him. It's as simple as that. A lot of people were so invested into Justin Jefferson and watching, even just watching his highlights that they neglected other wide receivers. Jalen Rager, another guy that I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles take in the first round would be Brandon Ayuk. They came out with either of them. People were going to be riding because they just simply didn't know the prospect that well. Well, now Jalen Rager is an Eagle. I encourage you to watch him um, as much as possible, but I'm going to run through my notes on him, my scouting report on him, and how he's going to fit with the Eagles. First off, we're going to kick it off with his stats from uh, TCU. His freshman year, he played 14 games, so um, all 12 games, and then some bowl games or playoff, whatever. Um, he had 33 receptions for 576 yards, averaging 17 uh, yards per reception, which is pretty solid, eight touchdowns. And then 2018, his sophomore year, he really kicked it up a notch, playing 13 games, 72 receptions, 1,061 receiving yards, averaging 14.7 yards per reception, nine touchdowns. Then also on the ground, he had... 13 rushing attempts for 170 yards. That's 13 yards per carry. That's a pretty solid stat line right there. Um, Overall, over 1,200 yards from scrimmage. Then his senior year, it dipped a little bit. He he played all 12 games. He had 43 receptions for 611 yards, 14 yards per reception there, and five touchdowns. A lot of people are concerned about this dip in production, but uh, keep in mind, the quarterback play, at TCU wasn't the greatest. I looked a little bit deeper into this. Their leading passer was Max Dugan. He finished the season with 2,000 passing yards. So Jalen Rager got a big chunk of those passing yards. He was the leading receiver and led the team in targets. Um, However, watching the tape, if you watch it closer, the quarterback play, even all throughout all three years, just wasn't up to par at TCU. Um, In 2019, Jalen Rager... In his targets, only 31% of them were deemed as catchable. That's just outrageous. 
Uh, with Carson Wentz, that's going to skyrocket. Jalen Rager is going to get a lot more potential um, in the Eagles' offense. So first, we're going to kick things off with his strengths. Then we're going to go to his weaknesses. And then we're going to talk about how he fits into the offense. First things first, obviously he brings that speed and quickness to the offense. He tested at the pro day around a 4-4, 4-4-5, I think, at the 40-yard dash. And then um, he lost some weight, got back to his playing shape, and then ran in the 4-2s. So if you watch him, if you're concerned about his 40-yard dash time, just stop. Because if you watch him, you clearly know he is not a 4-4 caliber player. He is down in the 4-2s, 4-3s every single play. He is so quick, has elite acceleration um, on every single play. Really, really good. And when he's not running those deep routes in uh, run protection, sometimes when a screen is coming to him or the run play is coming to him, he's pretty good at blocking too. Um, He's an undersized guy, but he can really put his body out there. And um, one thing that I noticed, he doesn't shy away from contact at all. A lot of people praise him for his run after the catch ability. But one thing that um, goes unnoticed is how he's not running off to the sideline or um, trying to juke everyone. If someone's trying to make a tackle, he's not afraid to go and initiate that contact and try to get a couple more yards. Um, He's a really tough receiver. He likes to play big. He plays a lot bigger than what he is. And um, from what I've seen, he mostly plays outside. Uh, In the 2019, mostly all of his tape was played as an outside receiver, but he can play that Z, that speedy outside receiver. He can play the Y as a slot receiver and also movement Z. Um, TCU didn't utilize this as much as they should have, but Jalen Rager could be moved around in motion a lot just to stir up the offense and get him more opportunities. I think the Eagles will definitely utilize that. You're starting to see more and more receivers in the league, especially the fast ones, start to move around pre-snap in motion. I think Jalen Rager would be someone that will definitely capitalize on that and uh, benefit from it. He plays really big on his uh, slant routes. So these routes that he's running just about five yards and then cutting in and trying to give uh, big targets to the quarterback, he's doing that. He doesn't have his head down, his hands down, and trying to get away from people. He makes that quick cut to get separation from the cornerback, and then he puts his chest up, puts his hands out. It's a target that you can't really miss. Um, So I like to see that because a lot of times receivers are more focused on getting the ball quick and then keep moving, but Jalen Rager, he gives his quarterback that big target, and then he focuses on his acceleration. So good to see out of that. He doesn't make too many mistakes in those short routes. I just mentioned how he's good at the short intermediate routes, but the deep routes, he is really, really good at tracking the football. Obviously, some of those throws on the deep routes just weren't uh, anywhere catchable for him. They were either overthrown, underthrown, intercepted, whatever it may be, but the ones that he could catch, he was tracking them down really, really well, and if it was underthrown by a little bit, he was giving it a chance with that 40-plus inch vertical and jumping up and trying to get that football. Um, the Eagles have been lacking a deep threat that could track the ball well. They try to use Nelson Aguilar as a deep threat, but he just couldn't track the football well. So I'm glad that Jalen Rager has that as a strength. I really saw that out of him. That's what stood out to me. Um, he has a lot of versatility in the offense. They In TCU, they ran him the Wildcat, so he would take direct snaps and either throw it sometimes or uh, run the ball. Jet sweeps, he was always running those jet sweeps, utilizing his speed. Once he gets moving, he can kick into that second gear and keep going. Um, And also pitches, he lines up in the backfield and takes some pitches. Just any way that the 
the offense can utilize his speed and explosiveness they were doing at TCU. They didn't use him very properly um, just because of the quarterback play and lack of offensive creativity over there. But when he gets to the Eagles, he's definitely going to be utilized in many different roles. He has a very large catch radius. I think that is predominantly towards his large vertical, 40-plus inches, like I mentioned. But he's a, I mean, he's a 5'10 receiver. Doesn't really stand out as someone that can go up and get a jump ball. However, he could definitely do that, especially in the red zone. I'm going to talk about that a little bit in the weaknesses. But, uh, man, he surprises you. Once you watch him a little bit more, his uh, his catch radius is a lot bigger than you might expect. And also those deep routes. If it's overthrown by a yard or two, he can go out, kick up the speed, and reach out and get it with those big arms. So, um, really, I mean... I think he improved on his catch radius by being at TCU because not all the balls were catchable. So he challenged himself to go out and catch as many as possible. Sometimes he would fail. He would drop the pass, but he was trying every single play. If you watch his drops, if that's something that concerns you, go back and watch it. Some of them, yeah, you could say that they should be caught. But a lot of them, he was giving a chance on the ball. A lot of other receivers would just give up, stop running, or not make a jump on the ball. But he was always giving it his all unless it was super overthrown. Uh, I mentioned switching into another gear. So Jalen Rigger, when he gets the football, when he comes off his route, um, if he's running a whatever route it may be, it doesn't look like he's going to blaze you right away. But once he gets rolling and he gets the ball in his hands or he's trying to make that cut, it's over. He has so many different gears that he can switch into. Uh, it's kind of like a like a bike. He starts off gear one, and then he just kicks up, 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 up. And um, those those routes that he gets those deep balls in, um, there's one double move against Texas that really stood out to me. He started out pretty slow, and then he makes his cut, and then it was over. The cornerback had no chance of catching up to him. Um, so the fact that he can accelerate that quickly in, in so many different levels is going to be beneficial to the Eagles. He has great concentration in traffic. Um, when he's covered, he makes a good play on the ball. The tape that stood out to me in 2019, if you want to go back and watch it, is Iowa State. Um, they were playing at Iowa State. The two things that stood out to me was his jump ball ability. He had two red zone catches that were very impressive. Um, so go back and check that out. If you have not done so, you haven't seen much about him because um, everybody's seen his deep ball ability. But go back and check his uh, red zone ability as well. Also, that peace sign that he does, like Tyree Kill when he burns everyone, that's awesome. I think that's it's an elite trait to put with uh, Jalen Rager. So I hope he carries that into the, the Eagles organization once he starts burning cornerbacks in the in the NFL going on to his weaknesses um I don't have many but there's some that need to be worked on first of all he takes a lot of risks in his run after the catch uh, a lot of times he instead of moving forward and just taking the gimme five yards he sometimes moves backwards and tries to go and get those 20 yards a lot of times it works out for him many other times it doesn't and he gets bit in the butt um, starts losing yardage. So I think once he gets into the NFL, that has got to stop. If he has a clear route to bounce back and keep going, yeah, go ahead and do it. But cornerbacks and safeties are going to be much smarter in the league. They're not going to be able to, they're not going to allow you to move around as much as Jalen Rager did after the catch. So he's got to take the yards that he can get and initiate that contact to try to get more. He definitely needs some stronger hands, especially in the red zone. There's a, there was a lot of times that he would um, be coming down with the ball. He would beat the cornerback. He'd come down with the ball. 
and then they would just get a hand in there and it would fall out. Um, this isn't a big concern to me, but if you look at his drops, a lot were because of the quarterback play, but a lot were because he had the ball and it was just pried out last minute. So he needs to work on getting stronger hands. Once he gets the hands on the ball, don't let anyone else get it. He needs to time his leaps in the red zone better. There's many times where he does it perfectly and goes and gets that touchdown pass. But some other times, just because he's a smaller player and the quarterbacks are most likely bigger than him, um, that are covering him, I think he definitely needs to timing his jumps in the red zone better because as a smaller player, you're going to be covered by taller cornerbacks a lot of the time, maybe even more physical cornerbacks. So if you can't utilize your frame to catch the ball, you got to rely on your vertical. So he needs to make sure he's jumping at the perfect moment to go up and get that ball that nobody else can go and get. Um, His vertical is something that should be utilized as a very good asset to his gameplay. He does use it a lot at TCU, but he he needs to make sure that he uses it even more and practices that craft of getting up that no one else can get the ball. I think sometimes he tries to do too much. I talked about that in the run after catch ability. He tries to take a lot of risks, but also another thing that comes with that is when he's moving around, there was one kickoff play. I think it was against the Iowa State um, that I was talking about earlier. He just fumbles the ball away, so he can't do that. He doesn't have a lot of fumbles, but that's something that needs to be worked on. I think a lot of the reason for him trying to do too much was because he was probably a little bit frustrated in the TCU offense because he wasn't getting the ball as much as he should be, and um, when he was, he wanted to do the most with it. So I don't think we're going to see that issue with the Eagles, but just getting those stronger hands overall, stronger stronger arms to hold onto the ball is definitely going to be something that Jalen Rager needs to focus on. The poor quarterback play is something that needs to be pointed out because it limits what we see out of Jalen Rager. If you watch the tape, if you watch him, not just the balls that he's catching, but every single play, even the incompletions, he's missed on a lot of them. Um, Overthrown, underthrown, whatever it may be. A lot of times he's wide open. So it limits what you can see as far as stats, but also on the tape because you don't know what he's going to do with the ball after he makes that catch, whether it's going to be scoring or juking, whatever it may be. It limits a lot of Jalen Rager's tape, so I think that shouldn't be a knock on him, but it's just something that I've noticed because you can't see his full ability as a player yet because just the quarterback play was not up to par. My last weakness is not something that concerns me, but it may worry some other fans out there, the lack of competition. If you compare him to Justin Jefferson, which I feel like he's going to be compared to a lot throughout his career just because they were drafted one position away from each other, um... But Justin Jefferson at LSU, he was playing the premier talent in college football. TCU, not really playing the premier talent, the premier defenses. Um, That might worry some people. Don't know if he's going to play up to that potential, but I don't really take that into account. If he can play, if he's got the strengths um, to his game that I've mentioned, then the, the cornerback play, the defensive play against him doesn't really concern me too much because... I can see what he can do against anyone. I'm confident that's going to carry over to the Eagles and to the next level in the NFL. Moving on, I'm going to talk about his fit into the offense right after this short ad. All right, welcome back, everybody. To finish things off, I'm going to talk about where I see him fitting into the Eagles offense so far. In year one, I'm going to expect to see him a lot in the slot. Uh, I think majority is going to be on the outside, but I think he's going to be in the slot a lot more than he was in college just because the Eagles have good outside receivers right now. If Alshon Jeffrey is in fact going to be on the team, 
he's going to be on the outside. You can't really move him anywhere. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside is going to be on the outside. Um, Deshaun Jackson, he's going to be back and healthy. They're going to put him on the outside. Jalen Rager is obviously going to see his fair share of snaps on the outside. But just to fit the most talent on the field at once, Jalen Rager will be utilized in many different positions. So I think seeing him in the slot and having him improve on his slot game is going to be important. I think him or Deshaun Jackson will be on the field every single snap. Just because the Eagles want to utilize this new speed that they're getting, Deshaun Jackson obviously isn't going to be used as much as he would be in the past because of that injury, but Jalen Rager and Deshaun Jackson have comparable speed, comparable um, traits to them, so utilizing them on every single play, whether it be both of them or just one, I think is something that Doug Peterson is definitely going to consider. It's definitely a possibility to showcase the speed on offense with uh, Deshaun Jackson, Jalen Rager, and Marquise Goodwin. You can put all three of them in the field at the same time, um, two on the outside, one in the slot, and just burn through everyone. I think Doug Peterson is going to make some new packages on offense that are utilize all these speed receivers that the Eagles have, not to mention John Hightower and Quez Watkins um, that the Eagles just drafted. He has that gadget player ability for Doug Peterson to work with. He can line up everywhere. Um, he can run the ball. He can take it in wildcat. So I think Peterson will get definitely very creative with him and utilize his strengths, not just as wide receiver, but him as an athlete as a whole. The Eagles are going to need to improve. I mean, yeah, they're going to help him improve um, a lot of weaknesses that he may have before he becomes a clear cut, cut wide receiver one. But he has the traits to be great in year one because right now what you see out of him is he can run fast, he can run far, and he can catch the ball well. And also he can be good run after the catch. He can be good in the red zone. The weaknesses probably aren't going to be that exposed in year one because he's not going to be utilized as a receiver that wants to go for 1,200 yards. The Eagles have a lot of other weapons right now. So year one, I think he's going to do very well. But before he becomes a number one receiver down the road in a couple of years, he's got to work on those weaknesses a little bit. I think the Eagles are a perfect fit for Jalen Rager because Wentz will give him much better throws. His uh, completion percentage is much better than what he saw out of TCU. So Wentz and Rager are going to love each other. Jalen Rager will definitely be happy to have a better quarterback thrown to him. Um, Rager's versatility will be utilized, and he won't have to do it all like TCU. So I think those mistakes with the run after the catch and the fumbles, you're not going to see them as much because Rager knows that he's not going to have to do everything on offense. So that's something to point out. If that concerns you with the angles he takes or a couple fumbles here and there, I think it's just because of his competitive nature. He knew that he would have to do it all on offense. Also at TCU, there's so many points left on the table because the quarterback just missed Jalen Rager. Simple as that. That's not going to happen with the Eagles. Carson Wentz has definitely improved his deep ball ability, but also even just the intermediate routes. The TCU quarterbacks were terrible at hitting him in stride or even just a standing target. So Carson Wentz has a much better completion percentage and will be able to utilize Rager's strengths a lot better. To finish things off, I think he could definitely be an option at punt returner. I feel like everybody has seen that punt return against Kansas by now that is almost identical to Deshaun Jackson's. Um, he has the ability to do so, and I think ever since Darren Sproles left the Eagles with those injuries and they try to plug and play um, with Boston Scott or whatever it may be, 
at punt returner, it just hasn't been the same. They need someone that can really do it and know how to do it well. I think Jalen Rager, especially year one, can find himself as a punt returner. Before he gets into a huge role with the offense, they can afford to put him at punt returner and uh, utilize his speed and explosiveness there because he has great vision, he has great speed, and he can take the special teams to the next level. I hope you guys enjoyed that quick but in-depth look at Jalen Rager. Very excited to see what he's going to bring to the Eagles. Hope you learned some things about him. If you haven't watched him, I encourage you to go ahead and watch him, even if it's a highlight tape. You're going to like what you're going to see, and uh, you're going to see the fit that he's going to uh, build with the Eagles. So really like Jalen Rager as a prospect. Really happy that he's finally in Philly. Uh, I've been vouching for this some time, for some time now, so happy to see it all come together. But uh, stay tuned the rest of the week for the rest of the prospects. We got Jalen Rager and Jalen Hurts coming out today. And then tomorrow, Davion Taylor and Kayvon Wallace. We're going to keep this thing moving along. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us on social media. And go Birds!